the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 970 The Answer presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information from the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. I'm getting closer to my Call now, 866-970-9622. That's 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elliman's CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back. You're listening to Eye on Real Estate, and uh, I'm here with Jerry Feeney, our legal counsel, and Ace Wattasuparp our financial wizard, and myself, the real estate, I could say guru. I think I'm okay with that. Uh, And we're here to answer all your questions. And if it's too nice and you happen to be out and about, you can always um, email us at radioshow at element.com or you can follow us on Facebook or Twitter or me. Uh, I was talking about the average New Yorker, and it's funny that that there's more women. And uh, women are buying a lot of houses. It says when it comes to uh, New Yorkers, uh, native-born New Yorkers, 5.3 million outnumber those born overseas, according to a report. And uh, Queens emerges as the most international borough with the largest foreign-born population. And that's why the 7 train has been dubbed the International Express. Uh, and I always say that New York is very diverse and uh, not so big. It's a vertical city. And people really, I want to say, try to get along. And I think uh, respect the different cultures and different uh, uh, customs. And I think nothing shocks anyone. And everyone kind of, kind of lets people do their thing. And I think it's a good lesson for the world. I really do. I think... Uh, Okay, now this one's for me, and Jerry, I think you might like to do this when sometimes you have these days. I don't know about you, Ace. I think you're too calm, but not too calm. You have a very easygoing temperament, I think. But I, I think, Jerry, this is good for you and me. It's called the, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get you, uh, I'm going to pay for you to go here once. Anger rooms. Did you ever hear of it? Anger room. Anger. No. Jerry, did you ever hear of an anger room? I don't know, lost Jerry. Okay. Um, anger rooms are opening up to break through stress. Okay? They are all, they're the rage now. If you're at your breaking point, try breaking stuff. Okay? Anger I think, rooms. I think, I think Jerry needs it from time to time. <laughs> Jerry, did you, do you hear this? Did I lose him? I don't did know if lose I lost him. I might have, okay? But, uh, well, then I'm going to save it for Jerry because when he gets back on the air, because I I'm think here. he could... He's back. Okay. 
you're back. Um, did you hear me in the beginning? I, no, I didn't. I didn't. It, no. it, it's an anger room, and there are ra- the rage now. I'm, I'm, Why are I'm you getting us that for you me? And, for you and me. When you oh, get angry, okay. okay? You, you go have it in your there. House or something? No, it's a rage. Listen to this. This girl's making money. Anger. They're a rage. Satisfied customers savor the, they, that that comes from wrecking things without consequences. It seems Americans are angrier than ever. Research shows that one in five of us have an anger management problem. Now, I'm not saying that you have an anger management problem, or do I do, but sometimes when you get angry. I don't manage it at all. (laughs) The service stocks the room with, listen to this idea. The service stocks the room with old furniture, framed pictures on the Mm -hmm. walls, and an old computer monitor and a TV set. You pay a mere $45.00. To, to take a whack it. at everything for 15 minutes with a bet with a baseball bat. <laughs> okay. I like that. I mean, I think safety glasses are in order. Now, in case there are also the is Tantrums LLC. Tantrums LLC provides the sledgehammers, baseball bats, and golf clubs mm-hmm. for you to work out any stress or anger issues by breaking things. Like it's a way to clubs. channel anger. The anger room which was created by Donna Alexander, began in 2008 as she tried convincing investors to accept her volatile idea. Mm. Many feared she would attract criminals and the mentally unstable. Why she would booked, you think that? <laughs> okay, but, <laughs> what on earth it didn't turn out that? that way. She booked yeah. at least a month in advance despite serving around oh, 500 yeah. people a month. She's Are you kidding? At least Why didn't we think of this? This is a great idea. Is it a great idea? Listen no, I can this. improve on it. No, hold now on. she I has pop-ups, and they and and she has pop-ups in Los Angeles, New York, and in New York, they earlier this year sold out weeks in advance. Okay, she has now listen. All right, here's okay. the, here's how we're going to improve. There is this. also tantrums in Houston, where frazzled guests can pay fifty dollars to destroy a room for fifteen minutes, or you can pay eighty-five. And some advance notice can book a theme room. There's Battle Sports Inc. in Toronto, which lets home records drop just 20 for 30 minutes in a room stocked with rage menu of mirrors and chairs. And the Smash the Smash Shack, okay? The Smash, smash Shack in shack. North Carolina was surprised to see that 70% of its customers are women. What? Okay, now, now listen. Right. This is America. Where can you do this? Uh, well, I, I have some improvements on it. First of all, the pictures that you're smashing in the place, you said some of them have framed pictures. Yes, yes. They yes. should be of your actual family. You should be able to <laughs> stock it of pictures of people you know in the actual family. And then they should have uh, dolls that have the faces of maybe, you know, spouses or, or wayward children on them so that you're not just smashing strangers. You're smashing, you know, people that you know. And I think then you could demand more money for this. Well, yeah, that would be extra. Yeah, that'd be Perhaps extra. Perhaps some brokers. And I think we might put some brokers in the room that are particularly <laughs> annoying. <laughs> we might want we to go in the smash room twice, no. twice an hour. But I just think, you see, it's, it, where, where else but in America can somebody make money no, doing this? I, just, I think it's a very healthy thing to, to And it's get healthy and it's a cute out. thing. And if you want to give someone that yeah. as a gift, they have gift certificates also. So I just thought that sure only in do. America. Let me take some quick questions. I have Joe. Good good afternoon or good 
It's oh, morning. I don't know. It's just the one. It's morning still. Yes. <laughs> so, hi, Joe. Good morning. Thanks for calling. I own real estate. Yes. Good morning. Uh, you guys have a great show. I listen every week. Thank you. I um, I have a question uh, for a friend of mine. Her husband uh, died. Can you hear me? Yes. We can yes. hear you. Oh, okay. Her husband died in um, back in February. And he never really kept her abreast of anything, the finances or anything going on. And she doesn't even know if he has a will. Is there any way to find out uh, if he does have a will and who to go to find out? So, in other well, words, he died and she doesn't know anything that what he didn't really discuss with her ahead of time. Right. In case I died. Right. right. Which and a her lot kids, of people you know, don't. don't know anything about it. And so, mm. and, and this is where we're at. This is where she's at, anyway. Well, I mean, um, she's fine without a will because she takes most of it without the will, anyway. Is there any surviving children? Yeah, there's two children involved, but she does think mm. that he w- does have a will. He was a very financial savvy guy, and she thinks that he does he, he does have a will. He had gotten sick, you know, mm. and I really he wasn't really coherent, you know, mm. to talk to her about these things. And well, I would certainly. She, I would certainly call, you know, if if she knows who his lawyer is or who he used for legal matters. Well, that's matters. the thing. She doesn't. I mean, is the okay. state, do they okay. have well, the state let me, when somebody let me, dies? No. Or? Let, me, let me explain that. There's no registry for will. It's what we call an ambulatory instrument. It, it's not uh, anything that you have to file with the state when you do it. And therefore, you know, there's no, there's no place to go to see if it's been done. The only t- you have to find the original will. And uh, that's why I said, you know, if she knew who the lawyer was, she would call. I would look in his checkbook or in his expenditures over the last year, which she should have no trouble getting access to um, as the as the you know surviving spouse, and see if there's any payments to any law firms. Uh, that'll give a clue as to whether he had a will. In the absence of a will, she's going to take uh, if it's if she lived in New York State. She would get 50% and the children would get the other 50 if they're minor children. Then that should be held in, in trust for them until they reach their majority. So it's not the end of the world if there is no will because she'll, she'll be protected anyway under the laws. Well, you said the children, the children get 50% if they're minors or if they're not minors? It doesn't matter. They, they would, but it doesn't matter. In, the, in this situation, they would take 50%. If they're minors, children can't inherit directly. They would have to inherit through a, a trust. Um, but, you know, let's see if there's a will first. You have to make a good faith effort to find it. If he had a uh, a uh, safe deposit box, then you got to get that opened um, through a court order. And, and sometimes people put the will in there, which is a terrible place to put a will, by the way, because safe deposit boxes are sealed upon death. Well, so it's, it's, funny, it's funny you mention that. She, she had asked a friend of his. And she goes, yeah, I think he had a safe deposit box, but she doesn't know where it is. How do you find out where the safe deposit box is? You know, uh, Joe, that's yeah. like, Sherry, like, yeah. that's really why it's so important for people to talk to their kids or their spouses right. or whoever, because a lot of people don't do that, not because it's like a touchy subject, and they yeah. might write a will and they might not record it anywhere. And if you have a safety, like, you're right, now, I don't know how you would find that. Well, would, look, I mean, if, if 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 he if you know where his bank account is, certainly shouldn't be that hard to find. He's going to have bank statements coming to the house. Uh, I would call that bank to see if they're if they have a record of a safe deposit box for him. Eventually, they'll have to report. The bank will have to report 
the contents to the state of New York under the escheatment laws. Um, and the, the bank will should automatically reach out to the last known residents when they seal the, the safe deposit box anyway and give notice to the heirs. But eventually... Well, wait a minute. The bank, so the bank would have to know he died. Well, the bank... Trust me, the bank already knows he died. You'll be shocked. How do they how know? He, well, how do they know? <laughs> okay. Yeah, like I know, you know, my mother died years and years ago, but... I know, like, after she died, it was like a sudden death. So she was, like, 34. Nobody kind of knew. And we had a problem getting – we didn't even know she had stock. Uh, So, like, how does the bank know? Nowadays, when the the death certificate – Well, this was a long time ago. Yeah, nowadays, when the death certificate is filed, it goes into a database. And, you know, very quickly, the banks uh, run it against – run that report against their – own reports and they see if there's a match. Um, you know, I remember, you know, with some of my own relatives when I would call, you know, the IRS for some matter concerning them within a week, the IRS is like, yeah, I, I see that, you know, so-and-so has died. They know immediately. So it's not... All it's, banks it's, do this, all major banks. <clears throat> major banks will have the, yeah. the feed of, of recent deaths. So, but my point is that um, they, no one will be able to get into the safe deposit box once they know that he's dead. It'll have to be sealed and then only open by court order. And if nobody comes to open it by court order, eventually the bank will inventory it and send the property to the state of New York for safekeeping until somebody comes and takes the property. So she's the wife. Can't she just go go to the bank and say, this is my husband and nope. was my late husband and get it open? Nope, nope, nope. She can go to a court and ask the court to issue an order. The bank won't do it without a judge's order. Um, really? you know, Even though she's the ex-wife, the wife. Uh, sir, there, that's the rule. I mean, that's that's the rule. You just said the ex-wife. You mean the late wife? No, no, right? not ex-wife. I mean uh, late okay. wife. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean late yeah, husband. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Late husband. Exactly. She's right. a surviving spouse. No, surviving spouse. that's to, what I meant yeah. to say. Yeah. Yeah. So look, I would I would search for his papers thoroughly. I would look at his bank account to see if there's any payments to a law firm for uh, a, a will. In the absence of that, proceed as though there was no will. File for you know uh, an administration, you know, with no will, and uh, and if a will is then found, then you can supplement the filing and and transform the estate into one with a will. But you know, maybe right. he might well, not if have I it. find the lawyer, if we find the, who the lawyer is, then it's pretty yeah. cut and dry. We can get the will from him. Well, you can right? you can get a copy of the will, but copy where the original it, yeah. where the original will is always becomes a question. And in New right. York, has now, a presumption. Now, the procedure for this safe deposit box, is it a big deal? You have to get a lawyer to do it, or can you go down to the court by yourself and do it? You can, if, if a safe deposit box is found, then you could go to the surrogate and ask the surrogate to order the safe deposit box to be opened with a witness to inventory the contents of the safe deposit box. Who would the box. surrogate be? Depends on your county. Every county has a surrogate judge. And they're the ones that are in charge of matters like this once that once oh, it's sealed. All right, and that it, it depends where the bank is, though, right? If the bank has but to be in the same county, it would be it would the surrogate for the uh, county of uh, the decedent, where the party died, would have jurisdiction over the the estate. So it's not where the you, bank is; it's where the. It, I mean, it could be, but it, it's correct. it's basically. Well, if the bank's in another the country, then it becomes more complicated. Yeah. But if if well. the bank's in the same state, then it should be easier. Right. But remember, Joe, I, I think that's a good question because, again, for those listening to our show, uh, and Joe's calling for a friend of his, really, 
it's an uncomfortable thing to talk about what happens if you're dead. Um, and sometimes people write wills and they don't go through it. They just write their stuff and they don't even go through an attorney. So it is somewhere, but no one knows where it is. So if you, is it really important to talk to each other before anything is a matter when you're healthy and everything is good? Cause you never know when something could happen. And then it's kind of a dilemma. People don't know where to go, where to look, what they have, what they don't. So, um, Joe, uh, that's good for you to call, but let us know how she makes out, and uh, good luck to her. And you seem like yes, a good I friend. Yes, I will. And uh, who's the lawyer there, Jerry Feeney? Yes. And where is his office? Where is your office at? Uh, I'm in Manhattan, but I don't handle these types of matters. Uh, you might want to go to, um, you know, like at Connors and Sullivan. I know advertised on our show. They do estate administration also. Uh, well, if okay. you email us, we'll send you someplace that you could go to that specializes. Not that it's very hard because you're not doing mm-hmm. anything too complicated, but uh, you want to go to us, like Jerry tells you, he specializes in real estate, even though he has an understanding of the law. He wants you to go to someone who deals with specifically that. Yeah, who does this day in and day out. Right. That's right. Good luck with it. Good attorney for you. Yeah. All right, very, so very thank good. Thank you, you for right, your information. You helped me out a lot and helped her out. You're welcome. All right, good. Okay. Uh, Dottie, by the way, one of your brokers just texted me a picture of them in a rage room. So apparently uh, oh. other people are aware of this. <laughs> oh, good. Well, then <laughs> you know what? I think yeah. we should have it for some of my brokers. I can give it out as, like, you, you know, perks. Like or they, they, when they have really... it in the offices, you know, have, yeah. a, have a little rage room in the offices. They can but go just think, it. Jerry, we could be millionaires if we had I, thought of it. I think it's a big, I think it's a big, a big a rage room. It's great, a rage room. <laughs> I think yeah. it's fun. I think, yeah. it, and I think it's a good, healthy way to, to let go of your anxiety or anger. And I right. just can see having fun with it. One so, of my uh, employees just texted me that the rage room is also known as Jerry's office. Oh. Jerry's <laughs> office. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't particularly appreciate that. I, I think that's the constructive but criticism. The ra- room, but, but Jerry, I love the rage room. Yeah, I like it. It's room. got a ring to it. Um, we have to come up with a different name for it, though. Well, we will. You I know, think we usually are right. We could add on to it. We can give them Dottie's some destruction. Then Dottie's destruction. I think the rage room is called. But <laughs> I think you know, there's that. a club, and I think it's the Italian American club. I'm not sure. Somebody actually, somebody that works with Douglas Sullivan took me there. They were a member. And um, you have this great dinner. And then downstairs, you have a, a rifle. Now, and I never shot a gun, but they give you a rifle, and they have, like, targets, like, you know, I've like an been enemy. there also. And I, okay, and you I, shoot the yeah. targets, right? Now, yes. can you bring your own target? You can bring a picture of someone you know if you want. That you want, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all... It's all in fun, okay? And this way you yeah. get your right. it's a real rage. It's a real yeah. range. Yeah, so... That's a good thing. I have a question from Pat from Queens. Good morning, Pat. And you have a question about tenants. Thanks for calling I on Real Estate. Go ahead, Pat. Do you hear us? Hello, Pat. Uh, Hi, Pat. Uh, You're on the air, maybe, Pat. Uh, maybe a, a, I had a stroke, so I don't speak so clearly. Okay, take your time. I, we can hear you. Uh, I have a... Pat, 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 you know what? Hold on. There, I hear the music for a commercial. They're going to take a quick commercial break. Hold on. Just stay on the line. And then as soon as this, the commercial's over, the, we will get your question. Just hold on two more seconds, Pat. We'll be right back with you.
It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back, and uh, we were, you're listening to I Am Real Estate, and we're almost coming to an end of another great show and a great day. But we're on the phone with Pat from Queens, and Pat has a question about attendance, I believe. So, Pat, yes. you're on the air now. Okay. I have a tenant. I want to get rid of him. I went to court with a lawyer, and he didn't show up with a lawyer, but he, he said he lost his job, and uh, and uh, he has his wife there, and she was making up lies, but he, he, the judge gave him four months to get out and not to pay four months. for the four months that he's there. Wait, he, the judge gave him four months before he has that he can take to get out. And right. did you say he doesn't have to pay? Right. Well, I know, why wouldn't he have to pay rent? Because it's a co-op. And uh, I didn't register it somehow. You didn't register it. Hmm. Sounds like maybe there's some that that this was a supposed to be a rent stabilized apartment that you didn't do a filing on. Is that possible? I'm not a no. I, I don't know of anything like that. Hmm. It's well, a co-op. I bought it. I had it there for it with trouble for five years, and now he got married, and the, the judge gave. A, Besides the four months, he says, and you don't have to pay for the four months you're here. Sounds very strange. What did your lawyer say about that? He said I didn't register it. Where did I didn't register it? He won't tell me. You're supposed to, he said, if you you have a co-op, you have to register it with the city. And I said, well, I, I, all that stuff. And uh, I, yeah, uh, I think what he's talking about, I think what they're talking about here is that you, you, you bought, whether you knew it or not, a rent stabilized apartment and you didn't do a proper filing with the <laughs> DHCR Department of Housing Community Renewal. And as a result of that, the judge was therefore being more lenient towards the the tenant in the apartment because of the, the failure of, the, of you to, to file. I would I would but, get a good landlord tenant lawyer who knows how to do these filings if you're going to continue in this business of being a landlord no, um, to no, help I'm, you comply I'm, with with the rules. I'm not going to continue because I had a stroke and I'm 85 mm-hmm. years old and I want to get rid of it. But uh, All right, so when you uh, once a land, once a tenant you'll, this, you'll sell it. I had this place for 30 years. Well, maybe oh, you've been, you, you should... rent it. You, yeah, time to All sell right, it. So maybe, maybe that's a good idea. Maybe you'll make some money on it, and you will be able to enjoy your life. Because when you have to be, when you're a tenant, when you have a tenant, I always tell people, you know what? Sometimes you get lucky of great tenants, and other times you don't. And it seems like the judge was a little harsh on you. But you know what? In four months, it'll be all over. 
uh, I would call a broker now and, and get some prices on your property. And yeah. uh, you know what? Sometimes things happen for a reason. So maybe it's somebody upstairs telling you it's time to just not be a tenant, not worry about tenants, have no stress, enjoy what's, what your life, enjoy your life. Because the, the, good news is, the good news is you own something that's probably worth a lot of money. Uh, it's maybe it's uh, worth a thousand, a uh, hundred thousand dollars, or something like that. But uh, but you got to find uh, out. You got to talk to a broker first. <coughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Why don't you call a broker uh, and have him look at it? Yeah. Well, I okay. need to get him out first. Uh, right. I think I that's the first thing. Let him move out and uh, hopefully mm. keep us posted. Okay, Pat. But okay, the good fine. news is not everyone owns anything, and the good news is whatever the number is, you're going to get money. And, you know, sometimes, like I say, things happen for a reason in life, maybe. Good luck with it. Yeah, good mm. luck. Okay. okay. Thanks, Pat. Bye. Have a great weekend. Thanks for calling in Eye on Real Estate. Um, Bye. Bye. Thank you. Yeah, so, you know, it, you know it, it's tough not being a tenant. I was talking to somebody here. I was like, I'm sick of it. That I have to they call and I, you know, the heat's not working, the air conditioning's not working. You know, it's you know, you can get lucky, but it's still something that unless you're having somebody else manage it, could be uh, could be tough. It's not for everybody. It's yeah. not. You know, I was talking about women before making up most of Long Island, and I Long Island, the city. I mean, not making up most of it, but there was a higher percentage of women, and actually. There was a whole topic on the rise of older single female home buyers, and it said that unmarried women over 55 is one of the largest and fastest growing demographics of home buyers. So when you're marketing your house, don't discount that. With longer lifespans and careers, many look for homes with no bad memories. In other words, they get divorced or something happened. Maybe their husband, God forbid, died or something, and they want to start afresh. They don't want to have anything that reminds them of the past. They want oh, to start a new the past. chapter. <clears throat> maybe, maybe you should market your home with a rage room for people. Yeah, well, like hey, listen, not a over. bad idea. <clears throat> and so um, they, they, you know, they talk about women that are 60 and grown children, mm-hmm. and they, uh, they're actually buying. And it's the fastest growing demographic of any home buyers when compared with a multitude of other categories. So that's interesting to know. I I think. And the reason there are more single women buying, one of the reasons they say is that that men remarry at a higher rate after a divorce. (laughs) Why why do they do that, by the way? Well, I think a lot of men can't. See, I think men that have been married, especially when I, if I hear a guy has been married two or three times and I say, well, they'll be married Uh a fourth or a fifth or whatever. Because sometimes I think men just need to have a woman around all the time. I think women uh, sometimes have a sigh of relief. I mean, they don't want someone to go, but when it's all done, they're more independent. And it says. women, Women have the wisdom to say, you know, I've been tortured enough. Uh, now I'm going to enjoy my life. Men are like, yeah. no, I want more torture. Give me, I give met, me more. Listen to this, and this is a true story. Mm-hmm. I couldn't stay in my house um, the other day because uh, the fumes got to me. I almost went to the emergency room. So I, so I stayed with a friend, and her mom was there. And her mom was uh, 75-ish. And she said to me, she was on Bumble, which if you don't know, uh, Bumble is a dating site that I think women. What? Bumble? Want. Yeah, I think it's a, a dating site. 
listen, I could okay. never go on it. It's a dating site that women oh. pick the men. Uh, and then the men swipe. So she's on Bumble. She's 74. She has a boyfriend, <laughs> she told me. She has a boyfriend uh-huh. in Palm Beach. She said, but, you know, he doesn't really, like, I want him to come here. And, and he's 78, and he's gotten to be a homebody. Well, he doesn't like to go out. And I like to go can. out. She does ballroom mm-hmm. dancing. So while uh-huh. I stayed, this was over the weekend. I mean, you know, this was during yeah. the week. She tells me she went to Bumble, and she sees a man responds, and he said, well, 4th of July, the parade in Southampton, I have an old-fashioned car. Do you want to be in it with me? And she said yes. Oh. And she <laughs> went, and she was in with this Bumble she guy. She got in the car of a strange man. Yes. And then she did the, the, the parade in the Hamptons. And she was said it Steven? to me. Was it Steven's car? Is that, who was uh, I don't know. No, it was uh, somebody oh. who was on the Bumble site, <laughs> a single man. And she said to me, I got divorced in, 60s, in my 60s, and this has been the best time of my life. Oh, good for her. That's so, as, as I said, women sometimes become more independent. And uh, mm-hmm. the other reason that they buy houses more than men is they men generally die younger. Sorry, guys. Okay? <laughs> but, uh, Ace, are you, uh, are you on Rumble or Bumble or whatever it's called? Are you on that one? Unfortunately, no. Nope. nope. I have a girlfriend, no. though. Oh, nope. that's right. You have that's all you'd have to do. He'd that. say, oh, yeah, I'm yeah. on one of them. And uh, that yes. would be the end of his girlfriend. I would met his be... girlfriend. She's delightful. Very nice. <laughs> very nice person. Right. I told her she could do a lot better than Ace, but, you know, she's very nice. Yeah. That is Pat, is, that is... <laughs> that Pat, is that Pat back on the line? Is that Pat the same Pat I just had? Or he just hung up? I, oh, you just hung up. Okay, because we'll, we're going to try to help Pat. But I, I, I think if... Uh, the, the judge, and it seems like a severe sentence to say you don't have to pay for four months, but. Yeah, I think we're missing a little bit of the story there or something. Yeah. The, the registration yeah, so must have to do with the rent stabilization or something. Yeah. Sounds like so Pat anyhow, had a lawyer, too. Yeah. Well, sometimes people don't spend the money, and um, mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, I always say let a professional do it and let somebody who's got the expertise, because sometimes you think you're saving money, but in the long run, you end up. You end up making. You make make you you spend more money by not getting a professional to do it. By the way, do you remember Jackie Gleason, Ace? <laughs> yeah, I do. You do. Well, his <laughs> mansion is for sale. I just thought you might want to know. What I didn't was know his if you show, remember. Ace? What was the show he was on? Come on. You- I'm kidding. Ace I don't know who Jackie. Ace doesn't know. Oh, the Honeymooners. Exactly. I'm kidding. Name. That was my sarcasm. Yeah, right. Did, no, 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 I don't think they have reruns on because I mean some of them you could remember because you could watch the reruns and they were oh, on thirty years. It was a great years. show. It was a great yeah, with that little house. I mean, the little apartment. Mm-hmm. But anyhow, uh, he his house is for sale uh, in Westchester. It's on the market for twelve million, and believe it or not, everything inside and outside the house is circular. circular. Okay, it's a round house. And everything inside and out is circular, and it's being listed at $12 million. And it's 4,000 square feet. But it took him five years. (laughs) Well, how old? I mean, I don't know when he died. When did he die? That's not a big house, though, 4,000 square feet for $12 million. Well, it took five years and 650000 to build it, and it was finished in 1959. I think in 1959 it was a big house. Four thousand, mm-hmm. wouldn't you think? Yeah. I mean, 
it, it was built quicker than your renovation was yeah, done. Yeah, I, I think there's a break, and I really think it's a weird time for a break. But I think that there is, seems like a break. Um, we'll be right back. I'll finish telling you about Jackie's. And I have a, some quick uh, tips for negotiating if you're a buyer or a seller. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back and uh, we're coming to the end of another great show and uh, real estate show. And I hope that you are all going to enjoy the day. And I was just going to finish up on Jackie Gleason's one of his many homes, as I was told. The round home, which is in Westchester. You can buy it. Uh, everything is round. All right? That's the theme. Um, it's, it's circular, excuse me, with not a right angle in sight from the eight-foot round bed to the TV built into the ceiling above it to the round shower and built-in cabinets into the circular kitchen and round furniture in the circular study. <coughs> so I guess if it doesn't make you dizzy, it's good. And you would have bragging rights to say that you bought Jackie Gleason's home. Uh, the roundhouse comes with four bars, and visitors, then visitors included actually his golfing pal, pal, which was President Nixon. And he used the property in Westchester to escape his busy schedule, Ace, when he was filming The Honeymooners. And uh, it's a current, the current owner is a retired orthodontist, and he bought it for $150,000 in 1976. And it's on the market for $12 million. So let me just say this to you. There's no guarantees <laughs> in life but death and taxes. That's guaranteed. But if you look at half the people that have these homes, they couldn't afford to buy them now. Right. Okay. Now, no one knows the future. There's always a risk. But as I say, if you, do, do, if you don't take any risk in life, then you'll never do anything. And then you'll be very safe doing nothing. But if you look at the, a lot of people, their equity is they bought something years ago, not for an investment. They bought it to live in. And they kept it. They didn't sell it. They kept it. And over the years, traditionally, real estate went up. Now, how much more will it go up? Well, I can tell you that in my career, and I've been doing real estate pretty long, I thought I would say, I'd be so, if I bought half, if I bought all the overpriced houses that there was in the 1990s, okay, uh, I could have. Stopped working 20 years ago, I think. I mean, if you think about it. So um, although there's no guarantees, and if you're buying something, you got to buy it because you want to live in it and you have to be able to be able to afford the payments. But you look at this. I mean, the man that bought the house, it's now for $12 million, and I don't know what it will sell at. Let's just say it sells at eleven five. He paid 150000 for it, which is sounds like nothing. Right, so it's really a a, a good in, it's, it's really a good investment. Uh, it's talking about investments, okay? I just want to say that I think that the most famous 
I, I, I keep up with Airbnb, although I personally would never go to one. I mean, I, they, they, I, you never catch me going to one. I think it's nice, but I would really never know. Well, I don't even like to stay in friends' houses. Neither people do I, I and I just I wouldn't know. And I, I just wouldn't know who the who the owner was, if the owner was in the house, if the house was clean, if the sheets were clean. I wouldn't know. So I really wouldn't do that. Uh, but the most popular vacation rental that Airbnb has this summer mm-hmm. is a treehouse. <laughs> I mean, I've so seen people, a treehouse once in Big A treehouse. Listeners, Roaster's Crow, listeners, that's how they advertise it, above the forest in, you know, in Atlanta. It's four guests, one bedroom, two beds. You can have four people there. One bedroom, two, two beds in one bedroom. So I guess it's, you know, kind of tough. Yeah. And 1.5, one and a half baths, and it's clean. It says it's clean. And to everyone, you know, who knows what clean is to different people. So but it's a I treehouse, so does it have it, uh, air conditioning? It doesn't say much more than that. I don't think a treehouse would have. I mean, I would assume it wouldn't. Uh, the treehouse I stayed in had air conditioning. Did you, <coughs> you really stayed at one? Well, it was a bit of a luxurious treehouse, I have to admit, but it was a big would, sur place called the Post Ranch Inn. to check it out. Yeah, well, you stayed in the ice bucket house, too, or whatever that was. I did. I did. I'm very, very adventurous, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I told you this, and, and you better. Yeah, and there's some other house now that's pretty popular. I can't, I can't think of it, but I, I can tell you that as hot as it was this week, and it was hot, it was great because for most part it didn't rain. And I just remember Fourth of July always being iffy on whether it's going to rain or not. It was a pretty nice week, and it was hot, and everyone was like, "Oh, it's so hot, it's so hot," and I'm like, "Yeah, but when it's freezing out, like then maybe you want the heat." I mean, it was, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm not, I'm, there's no way I'd be going to the Ice Hotel, all right? Let's put it that way. <laughs> okay? I have no desire to be, have a drink in a bar that's made of ice and sleep on a bed that's made of ice, okay, with my coats on and, you know, I just, I, I, but, you know, I guess to be daring. Uh, yeah, it definitely I, wasn't pleasant, Daddy. so you're sleeping in sleeping bags and, and you're freezing your butt off. <laughs> But I guess it's something that you, you'll always have a story to tell. And uh, a lot of people want to try it just to try it. Could I ask you something? Did you go to the ice bar? I did. I did. That was actually. Well, how were the people there? Like, what was the crowd like? Just curious. I mean, it was, it was a packed, it was a packed ice bar. So it was pretty cool. (laughs) Jerry, I think we should at least go to the bar for a drink. Yeah. Well, hopefully they have uh, ice for the drinks if you're at the ice bar. Oh, it was a packed bar with the people, like, you know, friendly. They were weird. No, these are odd people that go to places like this. These are Everybody not normal people. Everybody had gloves on, just share, you know, sharing yeah. with each other. It was great. It's awesome. Mm. Yeah. You, you got to warm up your body somehow, right? So, you know, the bar was packed. Right. Well, now, were they couples? Or were there, is it a good place for singles to go? Or mixed crowd? Yeah, you had all walks of life. You had singles, couples. You had everyone there. Listen, mm-hmm. if you're single, you know, or you're looking for someone, you never know. Sometimes you meet people in the oddest places. That's it. So you never know. But I, I admire you for going. I, I really do. I, I admire <laughs> you for going <laughs> because I think it's all about comfort zones and getting out of comfort zones and trying different things. And I, I do think that 
people don't do that enough. And I think when you get out of your comfort zones, you have a greater understanding, and that kind of makes you like more worldly and visionary. And so I admire you for going, although that's one of the places I have no desire to go at all. I mean, maybe even the cruise for Alaska. I know so many people talked about a cruise in Alaska that they say is beautiful. Everyone that's gone, I'm like, yeah, but I don't really have a desire to go. By the way, I just will leave you with this because our show is coming to the end. That home values now have been rising for the le- for six straight years. And they're continuing to continue to rise. As, as, as You know, they're not rising at huge levels, but they're healthy levels. And as I said always, you want it to rise at a healthy level because you do not, when there, when there are too many peaks and valleys, then they don't stay that way. And... Unlike the last boom, because everyone says, oh, what's going to happen? This is going to be another, we're going to have a boom, and then we could have a recession. Well, as Ace will tell you, they're not letting people buy no money down as much. People are putting down payments that are larger. Uh, They're not mortgaging everything to the hilt. And it it says that six years ago, a typical home price has increased by 48% from the low point of when we were in the recession, okay? But the average wage, all right, has only increased 14%. So in other words, this whole article that Lawrence John, the economist, was talking about is that if, I don't have time to really get into it all, but basically the whole point is that the demand is strong and it could support home prices, but... And the, and the demand is as strong as it ever was. But even though homes have gone up, the wages haven't gone up to keep up with the increase. If that makes any any mm-hmm. sense. Getting a mortgage, it says, remains incredibly affordable today compared to paying rent each month. Um, the home prices gains are widest on the low end of the market where supply is the tightest, okay? So if you have a house on the lower end, that's where the supply is always going to be the the biggest. That's why I tell you, buy a home, buy the cheapest house in an area that's higher, and uh, usually you can't lose that way. That's why sales prices have been, like, that's why the ones on the low end just sell all, just sell, like, as soon as they go on the market. Simple pressures, they look at the market continuing to drive price appreciation and uh, competition from cash investors who are paying all cash still exists. And to the sellers, if you can get an all-cash offer, obviously, then there's no risk of uh, the appraisal not coming in and there's no risk of somebody not getting a mortgage. So if that is the case, you always should look at the terms. But we expect it to be still a healthy market, but tight, especially tight at the lower end. So my advice to you is speak to ACE, get pre-qualified. And if you have any kids or grandchildren, make sure they do. And then go see things. And it is a good time to buy ACE. The mortgage rates are still under five. What are they, 4.6, 4.5? Still under five, 4.625, guys. Yeah. It's time to, as A said, act. Enjoy today. The weather is beautiful. Have a safe 
and great weekend. Be back next week. Signing off from everyone at Iowa Real Estate. Bye now. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.